0: Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word, Global Times Explosion. I trust you you had a
1: restful night. Right now, we're going to be praying and praying in other tongues, using the scriptures. First Timothy. See, verse 1.
0: Hallelujah. It says, I thought, therefore, first of all, the supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, and Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the
1: knowledge of the truth. Praise God. Right now, we're going to be praying. Using um the prayer as um directed by dear man of God. So I'm going to read a part of it that I did yesterday with God. So we frustrate the efforts, we frustrate the efforts.
0: We frustrate their effort. Okay, We command you to stop in your operations and your maneuvers over the leaders of the nations. We command you to stop your operations and your maneuvers over the government of the nations. This is not your time. This is not your hour, hallelujah. You don't have the permission from God. You cannot proceed. You cannot proceed. We stop you in the name of Jesus. You can't proceed, therefore you will not proceed. We cut you off from the nations. We cut you off, our devil of darkness, from the government in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ you will not proceed, you will not proceed, you will not proceed. You will not proceed. We frustrate your efforts right now. We destroy your works. In the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Your time is not yet. Your time is not yet, and therefore you will not proceed. You are not permitted to rule the nations in this time. You are not permitted to control the nations. You are not permitted to control the government of the nations at this time. Therefore, you will not. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will not proceed we demand that you stop your operations and your wise over the governments of the nations over the nations of the world Yes, begin to pray in other tongues can you mute yourself right now as we pray in the name of Jesus the same words hallelujah and begin <speaking> to pray it is not the we are in the name of jesus christ Ela é uma que está na vida. Ela é uma mulher que que na uma I think that's so much. I think that's so much. I think that's so
1: much. I think
0: that's so much. I think that's so much. I think that's Bismillah. <laughs> Subhanallah. 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 Subhanallah.
1: Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Subhanallah la madre
0: tiene motivos para no se le da la palabra, la cadena está aparendo de crédito de
1: plata,
0: primo de Dios, la vamos 12 barra da bandeja de jantar barra red
1: 100 na bandeja extra barra
0: de serviço 4 barra de jantar 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 barra de
2: jantar barra de jantar barra de jantar barra de jantar barra de jantar
0: barra de jantar 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 barra de
2: jantar barra de 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 jantar
1: barra de jantar 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 barra
0: stava a rebos Ravana, 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 Llegó a रखाबा ये की देवी दोस्तों की बराबर कर रखाबा नहीं है जी बराबर है
1: ये जो शारीरिक
0: मानसिक और
1: सामाजिक
0: मान्यताएं संरक्षण ये और बच्चों को पेड़ के देव रखाबा में कौन कौन दल करके ये जो 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 De barra, caballero, de barra, de barra, de barra, de barra, barra, de barra, 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 de barra, de barra, de barra, de barra, de barra, barra, de Yes, Father, in the name of the Lord
3: Jesus, we
0: thank you. We worship you we exalt your name of God. For you are God all by yourself. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, we stop every plan, hallelujah, every plan of the devil, O oh God. He will not fulfill it, they will not fulfill it, O oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, they proceed no further. In the name of the Lord Jesus, every every. We plot every twist of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> to take over the nations. To reign in the nations. <laughs> to twist the mind of the leaders of the nations. Hallelujah. It will proceed no further. It will proceed no further. By the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yes, we do not permit any activities, oh God, related to the Antichrist. Any activities. Of deception, any activity, makasataya, of control of the of, of the of the nations by the enemy, We refuse it. Hallelujah. We call it short. kabale we refuse to let Ligadosha Kapara na Basata Dem Lulo Kobala na Boshta Kabaya. We refuse the devil to rule in the face of men of God at this time. No, it is not his time. Therefore, we refuse it. Hallelujah. Lika Shanda Oh, blessed be God. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Lata Ve Paketo ke Libradosa grossa Hate. Oh, Thank you, precious Father. I worship you, I exalt your holy name, O God. For you are God all oh, by yourself. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious father. Yes, because we know that our prayers have been heard and answered immediately. Thank you, hallelujah. Yes, the plans and the purposes of you, O oh God, is being restored to the nations of the world. Hallelujah. Deception is gone off of them, O oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus in the name of the lord jesus glory 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 hallelujah praise the lord good morning good afternoon good evening everyone depending on what part of the world you are being connected at this time you are welcome to be inspired by the word global times of devotion hallelujah i trust you having an excellent time in the presence of god and fellowship with your saints right now we are going into the rhapsody segment thank you so much esteemed amara for the opportunity to always lead prayers lead the brethren in prayers and make power available for change thank you so much ma'am and so we are going to the this segment, and you are going to be excited today because we have the esteemed Amarak taking the this segment today.
1: Over to you, ma'am. Thank you so much, Pastor Debbie. Hello, everybody. Good
4: morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wow. It's been an awesome time fellowshipping with the Lord every day. And um, so many testimonies, so many testimonies of the workings of the word. Um, We'll just spend a short time to worship God. And um, thank him for who he is. And for the privilege of fellowship with God.
2: I Sakara shut
1: her
0: Mm-hmm. You shine Like a bad morning star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A you are. Oh. Jesus, oh Jesus, what a wonder! You are are so
4: gentle, so pure, and so
0: kind. You. Shine, mm-hmm. Lord, you shine mm-hmm. like the bright morning. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Jesus, mm-hmm. what a
0: wonder you
4: are. Oshad,
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hello. Hello. You are a, water, a creator of the
4: we sing praises
1: through,
0: oh, you are,
1: you are, you
0: are high
1: and I sing praises
0: to your neighbor. Oh, oh your
4: Father, you are a wonder, and we sing praises to your name.
1: Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God.
4: PD, please confirm that you can see my screen.
0: Yes, ma'am, I can
4: see it. Okay, praise the Lord. Today is Friday, 16th of April, and the title of our devotional today is Our Weapons of War. Our Weapons of War. Our opening text mm-hmm. taken from 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 4, say, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, man-made, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. For the weapons of our welfare warfare are not canal man-made but mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds the weapons of our warfare are mighty through the holy spirit the pulling down of fortresses of darkness mental physical intellectual or financial fortresses When fortresses are built against God's work, God's house, or the ministry of the gospel, we deploy our weapons. I'll take that paragraph again,
1: just a minute.
4: The weapons of our warfare are mighty through the Holy Spirit, to the pulling down of fortresses of darkness, whether mental, physical, intellectual, or financial fortresses. When fortresses are built against God's work, God's house, or the ministry of the gospel, we deploy our weapons. Not many Christians realize that we are at war. The Bible tells us to war a good warfare, 1 Timothy 1 and verse 18. Our theme verse isn't talking about the weapons of Jesus' warfare, but our warfare. Thanks be unto God, we have weapons. One of them is what the Apostle Paul called the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Ephesians 6 and verse 17. That sword of the Spirit is the same thing Daniel referred to when he said, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Daniel 7 and verse 10. Daniel saw it in a more glorious way. John called it a sword from his mouth from his mouth. Revelations 19 and verse 15. And in 2 Thessalonians two and verse 8, Paul called it the spirit of his mouth. He's dealing with that fiery stream that Daniel talked about. When it's needed to be a sword, it works as a sword. When it's needed to go as spirit, it fulfills the purpose, hallelujah. Our God leads his children in war to victory. Our God leads his children in war to victory. You'll find some of those references in Exodus 15 and verse three, Exodus 14 and verse 14, Psalm 24 and verse eight, and you'll find it also in Revelations 19 and verse 11. They are warriors, they are warrior angels whom the Lord deploys on our behalf. Thoughts so we are victorious in all wars. Hallelujah. I'll take that again. They are warrior angels whom the Lord deploys in our behalf. Thoughts so we are victorious in all wars. Hallelujah. With an emphasis on all. In your life, fear nothing, fear no one. In your life. Fear nothing, fear no one. Use the sword of the spirit. Use the name of Jesus. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. You have the word of God. You have the name of Jesus. There is nothing that these two things cannot humble, cannot cannot destroy, cannot stop. The word declares that we have overcome all antichrist spirits. The forces of darkness are under our feet. The forces of darkness are under our feet. The forces of darkness are under our feet. In Christ Jesus, we have overcome the world. In every situation, you can declare, I'm more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. As we deploy our weapons through the Holy Ghost, we win at every count. Praise God. I am more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in me, and he than he that is in the world. As we deploy our weapons through the Holy Ghost, we win at every count. Praise the Lord. In the, in the last few days, there's been a lot of emphasis. If you if you check, um, um, yesterday we talked about creating rewards on um on, on um Wednesday will set your mind on course in prayer. If you go up, this is so much about using the word of God as a tool for our victory. And Pastor said something in the second paragraph. He said, Not many Christians realize that we are at war. So today's a reminder that on a daily basis, we are at war. But the beautiful thing about this world that we are about is the fact that we are not alone. First, we have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He said, if we need it to walk as a sword, it will walk as a sword. If we need it to go as a spirit, it will go as a spirit. This is why there is no distance in the realm of the spirit. They say your mom is not feeling well. They say something is troubling your brother. From wherever you are, from wherever country, you can talk to the spirit of your brother. You can send the word of God as a spirit into his system, into his mind, into whatever situation. If it is something you need to cut off, after sending the word as a spirit, you make it a sword and you cut it off you have the word of God. Secondly, you have the name of Jesus. The Bible says that God gave Jesus a name above every other name. That at that name, every knee should bow. You know, a a lot of times what we hear is at the mention of the name, the actual text didn't say the mention of the name. It said, at the name. That means when that name shows up, if that name shows up in a person, because see, we must understand that we carry Jesus. If you've listened to Pastor before, Pastor talked about the fact that um, there was this man of God. um, What's his name again? Um, Ora, Ora Robert, right? And Daisy. He said when they showed up in, in, um, in any country, you know, they would say um, devil, Oral and Daisy are here, you have to flee. He said, but as he came to maturity, he said he did not need to say anything because he knew that when he showed up, the devil knew that he had to flee. That is why we, 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 we all live in different houses. When it is night, maybe you've been away from your house and you walk into the house. When you turn on the light, you don't ask darkness to get out. You don't talk to the darkness. You do not negotiate with it. You don't give the darkness any instruction. You don't appeal with it. All you do is that you turn on the light. And what happens? You are looking for darkness and darkness is nowhere to be found. So when he says at the name of Jesus, At the showing up, whether it be in words, whether it be in person, however that name shows up. Remember that the Bible says that we bear in our body the mark of Christ. We bear his name. So when you show up in a situation, see, he said, everything in heaven on earth and beneath the earth will bow. You have the word of God, which is the son of the spirit. You have the name of Jesus, which you are named by. Then you have angels assigned to you. In Hebrews 1.14, he said, Are they not ministering spirits sent forth to be ministers unto those that shall be heirs of salvation? Those that are heirs of salvation. That means every man who comes to Christ, the day he gets born again, angels are assigned to him or her. What have you been using your angels for? Look at that last part of the second to the last paragraph. He said, there are warrior angels, warrior angels whom the Lord deploys in our behalf. These guys don't fight to lose battle. They don't lose battle. Even when the devil, who was the number two in heaven, when he messed up, the angels were the ones that dealt with him. God didn't have to leave his throne. The first time God left His throne was when He stood up for Jesus Christ to sit on the throne and dwelt and entered into Jesus, that so that the fullness of the Godhead might dwell in Him. And then from thence now proceeded the Spirit of God to the earth for the benefit of the children of God, and that's why we have the Holy Spirit. So these angels don't lose battles. The only reason you should give up in this life. Is the knowledge that there is no way out, but there is not such a thing that there is no way out. It doesn't matter how how many times you've been beaten out. It doesn't matter how many how many people have risen against you. It doesn't matter if you have the word of God, if you have the name of Jesus, if you have the angels assigned to you, warrior angels who fight and don't lose battles. They've been fighting you, they've been fighting you, they've been fighting you. Leave them alone. Deploy the angels. Because it is not about the people. There are some spirit, there are some demons that are behind those people that are causing them to act in the way that they are acting. You may walk in an office and then your superiors are against you. Whatever the case is, you may be in a marriage and maybe it's your in-law. Whatever the case is, maybe it's a sister-in-law, a brother-in-law, or a mother-in-law, a father-in-law. Because sometimes demons use people too. You have the soul of the spirit, the word of God. You have the name of Jesus by which you are named. You have the ministry of angels who don't lose battles. Then you have the Holy Spirit. God's gift to you to make a success of your life. With these four things, you can never fail in life. And we deploy all three weapons through the Holy Ghost. That's what you see in the last line. We deploy them by the Holy Ghost, and we win at every count. And the people of God, will say, praise God, hallelujah. At this moment, I'm gonna hand over to Sister Joy for the rhapsody prayer and and, uh, further study.
3: Thank you so much, Ma, and welcome back. We're so happy to have you. (laughs) Good morning, Ma. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening. Depending on where you're connecting from, I'll be taking the further study. We're reading from Jeremiah 1.10. See, I have these days set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms, to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Zechariah 4, 6 to 7, then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit saith the Lord of hosts, who at thou, O great mountain, Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain, and it shall bring forth the headstone thereof, with shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. Hallelujah. Uh, We're going to be taking the prayer together. You repeat after me. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. I pray for many around the world today that are haunted by terrible imaginations of fear, defeat and failure. I declare deliverance for them and affirm that the word of God dominates their minds and prevails in their lives. In Jesus name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka for this wonderful opportunity right now i'd like to hand over to brodozie as he takes us through the new testament reading of the one-year bible plan thank you so much everyone for your time have a beautiful day ahead
5: thank you so much sister joy good morning good afternoon good evening everyone depends on what part of the world you're connecting from thank you so much sister Maka, for this wonderful opportunity welcome back right now i'll be taking the new testament bible reading plan Congratulations to everyone that has been consistent in the Bible reading from the beginning of the year. So today we're reading the New Testament. The message translation is what we have been reading. We're reading the book of Luke chapter 15 from verse 11 to 32. The caption for today, the story of the lost son. Verse 11. Then he said, There was once a man who had two sons. The younger younger said to his father, Father, I want right now what's coming to me. So the father divided the property between them. It wasn't long before the younger son packed his bags and left for a distant country. There, undisciplined and dissipated, he wasted everything he had. After he had gone through all his money, there was a bad famine all through that country, and he began to hurt. He signed on with a citizen there, who assigned him to his fields to slop the pigs. He was so hungry, he would have eaten the corn coops in the pig slop, but no one would give him any. That brought him to his senses. He saved. All those farmhands working for my father sit down to three meals a day. And here I am starving to death. I'm going to go back to my father. I'll say to him, father, I have sinned against God. I have sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me on a hired hand. He got right up and went home to his father. When he was still a long way off, his father saw him. His heart pounding. He ran out, embraced him and kissed him. The son started his speech. Ah, father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. But the father wasn't listening. He was calling to his servants. Quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then get a green fed heifer and roast it. We are going to feast. We are going to have a wonderful time. My son is here. Giving up for dead and now alive. Giving up for lost and now found and they began to have a wonderful time. Glory to God. All this time, his older brother, his older son was out in the field. When the day's work was done, he came in. As he approached the house, he heard the music and dancing. Calling over one of the house boys, he asked, what's going on? He was told, your brother came home. Your father has ordered a feast, barbecued beef, because he has has him home safe and sound. The older brother stalked off in an angry sock and refused to join in. His father came out and tried to talk to him. But he wouldn't listen. The son said, look how many years I've stayed here serving you, never giving you one moment of grief. But have you ever thrown a party for me and my friends? Then this son of yours, who has thrown away your money on horse, shows up and go all out with a feast, and you go all out with a feast." His father said, "Son, you don't understand. You are with me all the time, and everything that is mine is yours. But this is a wonderful time we had to celebrate. This brother of yours was dead, and he's alive. He was lost, and he's found. Praise God. You know, when we're growing up and reading this this story, this parable, it was always captioned, the prodigal son. But Over the years, I got to find out that the theme of this parable, of this story, was more like the loving father. It talked about a father that had so much love, for his sons, for the one that went wayward and even for the one that was angry when, you know, he was celebrating the other one that went wayward. So this is about the love of the father God that loves everyone. He loved the world so much. So he loved the wayward. He loved the one that has been at home that he sent Jesus to die for the sins of the whole world. So as we go out today, we go out celebrating God's love in our hearts. That God has put his life inside each and every one of us. And that light is shining in the world. That love is in our hearts, shining to everyone in our world. For those that are missing it also, the father is not condemning them. His love is shining towards them also. So this is a story of the love of the father. As we go out today, we go out with that love in our hearts, shining to our world. Love. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. Thank Marker. Right now, I'll hand over to Brother John, who takes us to the Old Testament Bible reading plan. Thank you, everyone. God bless you, and have a lovely, love-filled day.
6: Thank you very much, Brother Z. Thank you so, so much for that beautiful read. And Now, we will move to the Old Testament segments of our Bible reading. Congratulations to everyone that has been very consistent. We have finished six books of the Old Testament already. Oh, I think seven books now, (laughs) seven books. So we are now in the book of Ruth. And today we are taking four chapters. So I'll try to be as quick as possible. A big thank you once again to the esteemed Amarak for this opportunity. Ruth chapter 1, the message translation. Once upon a time, it was back in the days when judges led Israel. There was a famine in the land. A man from Bethlehem in Judah left home to live in the country of Moab. He He and his wife and his two sons. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi. His sons were named Malon and Kilion, all Ephratites from Bethlehem in in Judah. They all went to the country of Moab and settled there. Elimelech died and Naomi was left, she and her two sons. The sons took Moabite's wives. The name of the first wife was Opa, the second Ruth. They lived there in Moab for the next 10 years. But then the two brothers, Marlon and Kilion, died. Now the woman was left without either her young men or her husband. Verse 6. One day she got herself together, she and her two two daughters-in-law, to leave the country of Moab and set out for home. She had heard that God had been pleased to visit his people and give them food. And so she started out from the place she had been living. She and her two daughters-in-law with her on the road back to the land of Judah. After a short while on the road, Naomi told her two daughters-in-law, Go back. Go home and live with your mother. And may God treat you as graciously as you treated your diseased husbands and me. May God give each of you a new home and a new husband. She kissed them and they cried openly. They said, no, we are going on with you to your people. But Naomi was fine. Go back, my dear daughters. Why would you come with me? Do you suppose I still have sons in my womb? Who can become your future husbands? Go back, dear daughters. On your way, please. I'm too old to get a husband. Why? Even if I said, there's still hope. And this very night, got a man and had sons. Can you imagine being satisfied to wait until they were grown? You wait that long to get married again? No, dear daughters. There is a better pill. This is a bitter pill for me to swallow. More bitter for me than you, than for you. God has dealt me a hard blow. Again, they cried openly. Papa kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth embraced her and held on. Naomi said, Look, your sister-in-law is going back home to live with her own people and God go with her. But well, Ruth said, don't force me to leave you. Don't make me go home. Where you go, I go. And where you live, I'll leave. Your people are my people. Your God is my God. Where you die, I'll die. And that's where I'll be buried. So help me God. Not even death itself is going to come between us. Wow. Such allegiance. It's a When Naomi saw that Ruth, had her heart set on going with her, she gave him. And so the two of them traveled on together to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was soon buzzing. Is this really our Naomi? And after all this time, but well, she said, don't call me Naomi, call me bitter. The strong one has dealt me a bitter blow. I left here full of life and God has brought me back with nothing but the clothes on my back. Why would you call me Naomi? God certainly doesn't. The strong one ruined me. And so Naomi was back. And Ruth, the foreigner with her, back from the country of Moab. They arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Continue. Ruth, chapter two. It so happened that Naomi had a relative by marriage. A man prominent and rich, connected with Elimelech's family. His name was Boaz. One day, Ruth, the Moabite foreigner, said to Naomi, I'm going to work. I'm going out to glean among the sheaves, pulling after some harvester who will treat me kindly. Naomi said, go ahead, dear daughter. And so she set out. She went and started gleaning in the field, pulling in the wake of the harvesters. Eventually, she ended up in the path of a field owned by Boaz, her father-in-law Elimelech's relative. A little later, Boaz came out from Bethlehem, greeting the servestors. God be with you, they replied, and God bless you. Boaz asked his young servant, who was foreman over the farmhands, who is this young woman? Where did she come from? Foreman said, Why? That's the Moabite Moabite girl, the one who came with Naomi from the country of Moab. She asked permission. Let me glean, she said. And gather among the sheaves, pulling after your harvesters. She's been at it steady ever since, from early morning until now, without so much as a break. Then Boaz spoke to Ruth Listen, my daughter, from now on, don't go to any other field today. Stay right here in this one and stay close to my young women. Watch where they are harvesting and follow them. And don't worry about a thing. I've given orders to my servants not to harass you. When you get thirsty, feel free to go and drink from the water buckets that the servants have filled. She dropped to her knees and bowed her face to the ground. How does this happen, that you should pick me out and treat me so kindly? Me, a foreigner? Boaz answered her, I've heard all about you. Heard about the way you treated your mother-in-law after the death of her husband. And how you left your father and mother and the land of your birth i have come to live among a bunch of total strangers. God reward you well for what you've done. And with a generous bonus, besides from God, to whom you've come seeking protection under his wings. She said, oh, sir, such grace, such kindness. I don't deserve it. You've touched my heart, treated me like one of your own. I don't even belong here. At the lunch break, the said to her, come over here, eat some bread. Keep it in the wine. So she joined the investors. Boaz passed the roasted grain to her. She ate her fill and even had some left over. When she got up to go back to work, Boaz ordered his servants. Let her glean where there is plenty of grain on the ground. Make it easy for her. Better yet, pull some of the good stuff out and leave it for her to glean. Give her special treatments. <laughs> Verse 17. Ruth gleaned the field until evening. When she threshed out what she had gathered, she ended up with nearly a full sack of barley. She gathered up her gleanings, went back to town and showed her mother-in-law the results of her day's work. She also gave her the leftovers from her lunch. Naomi asked her, so where did you glean today? Whose field? God bless whoever it was. Who took such good care? Ruth told the mother-in-law, the man with whom I work today, his name is Boaz. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, why? God bless that man. God hasn't quite worked out on us after all. He still loves us in bad times as well as good. Naomi went on. That man, Ruth, is one of our circle of convenience redeemers, a close relative of ours. Ruth the Moabite said, well, listen to this. He also told me, stick with my workers until my harvesting is finished. Naomi said to Ruth, that's wonderful, dear daughter do that, you'll be safe in the company of his young women. No danger now of being raped in some stranger's field. So Ruth did it. She stopped close to Boaz's young women leaning in the fields daily until both the barley and wheat harvesting were finished. And she continued living with her mother-in-law. Now to chapter 3. One day, her mother-in-law Naomi said to Ruth, my dear daughter, isn't it about time I arranged a good home for you so you can have a happy life? And isn't Boaz a close relative, the one with whose young women you've been working? Maybe it's time to make our move. Tonight is the night of Boaz barley harvest at the threshing floor. Take a bath, put on some perfume, get all dressed and go to the threshing floor. But don't let him know you're dead until the party is well underway and he has had plenty of food and drink. When you see him sleeping off to sleep, watch where he lies down, then go there. Lie at his feet to let him know that you are available for, to him for marriage. Then wait and see what he says. He will tell you what to do. Ruth said, if you say so, I will do it just as you have told me. <laughs> She went down to the treasure floor and put her mother in law's plan into action. Boaz had a good time eating and drinking his fill. He felt great. Then he went off to get some sleep, lying down at the end of his stack of barley. Ruth quietly followed. She lay down to signal her ability for marriage. In the middle of the night, the man was suddenly startled and startled and sat up. What in the world? This woman asleep at my feet. He said, and who are you? She said, I am Ruth, your maiden. Take me under your protecting wing. You are my close relative. You know in the circle of covenant redeemers, you do have the right to marry me. He said, God bless you, my dear daughter. What a splendid expression of love. And when you could have had your pick of any of the young men around. And now, my dear daughter, don't you worry about a thing? I will do all you could want or ask. Everybody in town knows what a courageous woman you are, a real price. You are right. I'm a close relative to you. But there is one even closer than I am. So stay the rest of the night. In the morning, if he wants to exercise his customary rights and responsibilities as a closest convenant redeemer, he will have his chance. But if he isn't, interested, As God lives, I will do it i go back to sleep until morning. Ruth slept at his feet until dawn, but she got up while it was still dark and wouldn't be recognized. Then Boaz said to himself, no one must know that Ruth came to the threshing floor. So Boaz said, bring the shawl you are wearing and spread it out. She spread it out and he poured it full of barley, six measures, and put it on her shoulders. Then she went back to town. And she came to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, how did things go, my dear daughter? Ruth told her everything that the man had done for her. And he gave me all this value besides six squats He told me, you can't go back empty, handed to your mother-in-law. Naomi said, sit back and relax, my dear daughter, until we find out how things turn out. This man isn't going to waste any time. Mark my words. He's going to get everything wrapped up today. <laughs> oh okay. dear. Now move over to Ruth for as I hand over to the esteemed sister Maka to take us through it. Thank you very much.
4: Thank you so much, Brother John. Thank you, Brother Z, and Sister Joy. Um, Root chapter four, Boaz went straight to the public square and took his place there. Before long, the closer relative, the one mentioned earlier by Boaz, strode by. Step aside, old friend, said Boaz, take a seat. The man sat down. Boaz then gathered ten of the town elders together and said, sit down here with us. We've got some business to take care of, and they sat down. Boaz then said to his relative, the piece of property that belongs to our relative, Eli Melek, is being sold by his widow Naomi, who has just returned from the country of Moab. I thought you ought to know about it. Buy it back if you want it. You can make it official in the presence of those sitting here and before the town elders. You have first, you have you have first redeemer rights. If you don't want it, tell me so I will know where I stand. You're first in line to do this and I'm next after you. He said, I'll buy it. Verse five, then Boaz Boaz added, you realize, don't you, that when you buy the field from Naomi, you also get root the Moabite, the widow of our dead relative, along with the Redeemer's responsibility to have children with her to carry on the family inheritance. Then the relative said, oh, I can't do that. I'll jeopardize my own family's inheritance. You go ahead and buy it. You can have my rights. I can't do it. In the olden times in Israel, this is how they handled official business regarding matters of property and inheritance. A man would take off his shoe and give it to the other person. This was the same as an official seal or a personal signature in Israel. So when Boaz's redeemer relative said, go ahead and buy it, he signed the deal by pulling off his shoe. Boaz then addressed the elders and all the people in the town square that day, you are witnesses today that I have bought from Naomi everything that belonged to Elimelech and Kilion and Malon, including responsibility for Ruth the foreigner, the widow of Malon. I'll take her as my wife and keep the name of the deceased alive along with his inheritance. The memory and reputation of the deceased is not going to disappear out of this family or from this hometown. To all this, you are witnesses this very day. Verse 11, all the people in the town square that day backing up the elders said, yes, we are witnesses. May God make this woman who is coming into your household like Rachel and Leah, the two women who built the family of Israel. May God make you a pillar in Ephratah and famous in bethlehem with the children god gives you from this young woman may your family rival the family of Perez, the son tamar bore to judah boaz married ruth she became his wife boaz slept with ruth by god's gracious gift she conceived and had a son the town women said to naomi blessed be god he didn't leave you without family to carry on your life may this baby grow up to be famous in israel he'll make you young again he'll take care of you in old age and this daughter-in-law who has brought him into the world and loves you so much why she's what more to you than seven sons naomi took the baby and held him in her in her arms cuddling him going over him waiting on him hand and foot the neighborhood women started calling him naomi's baby boy but his real name was Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse, Jesse was the father of David. This is the family three of Perez. Perez had Hezron, Hezron had Ram, Ram had Aminadab, Aminadab had Nashon, Nashon had Salmon, Salmon had Boaz, Boaz had Obed, Obed had Jesse and Jesse had David. If you follow the story back in the days, you remember that Nashon was one of the spies um, that had met Rehab, so apparently Nashon married Rehab, and we see that family tree. You know, there's so much about the scriptures that is very inspiring. Because of time, um, I'll probably share um, on this, on the Book of Ruth tomorrow, the some of because we we've read the whole book today so and there are key lessons that we must pick from this particular book you know for our lives so tomorrow I would um share some of them so at this moment I would um hand over to Brother Martins who will take us through the Pauline affirmation as well as the communion thank you so much
1: God bless you
2: Praise the Lord. Thank you so much Sister for this great opportunity. We are taking our four-line affirmation at this moment. And um, the affirmation should be on the screen. Okay, on the screen now. We start affirmation by taking our names. My name is your name. And then I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. In this paragraph, I'm grant, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name face my love, abounds more and more in judgment, in, in knowledge and in all judgments. At this time, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute their mic as we, we take affirmation at the mind. count of three. Please unmute your mics. One, two, three. My name is Martin Scucci, mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. a spirit of wisdom of my understanding and rights. So that I know the hope of God's calling upon my life and the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in me. I know the exceeding greatness of his power to me because I believe according to the working of his mighty power in me. It's
0: not on the screen.
4: But I'm um, the affirmation is not on the screen.
5: screen at the moment.
2: Okay. Okay, please um we're taking information at the count of three one at the three Praise to and the to the 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 and the 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 to the and
1: the the
2: and the 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 to the and the to the 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 and the the and the I was of
0: a little the the a little the of a little the of a little bit of a
6: Knowledge of
0: the world, I could do it. 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 I could
1: do it. I could do
0: it. I could do 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 it. It's really life. The increase of not uh, like, the of and to to of and
2: Praise the Lord. Okay, we'll go over to the communion now. And our text today is from First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse twenty-three. If I have received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you. And the Lord Jesus, same night, was betrayed to bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. These two in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the bread, which we break this day. As we break this bread, thank you, Lord God. For that which is not of you is broken away from our life. The devil has nothing in us, Christ has everything in us. We belong to Jesus and we are firm with Jesus as Lord of our lives. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Go ahead and break the bread right now and eat it. After the same manner also, he took the cup and he had stopped, saying, This cup is the New Testament of my blood is day as often as you drink it, in this day as often as you drink it, for as often as you drink this bread, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes, Father we thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ that speaks better things than the blood of Hebrew. thank you for this cup, as we take it this day, the altar is gone, Yes, the weakness is gone. Strength is restored by the power of the Holy Ghost. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, every fear is gone. The fear of whatever it is, is gone. Yes, it is gone. I say it again. That also is gone by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and take the
1: cup t oh
2: glory to, god, glory, to god, glory to god 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 hallelujah hallelujah right now can we ask everyone to unmute their mic as we take the benediction Para Chrome Oh, and the grace of our Lord Jesus
1: Christ
5: from the, love
1: of the, monde, the love of God the Holy the Spirit.
0: The Jesus surely
2: I oh,
1: know. <laughs> 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 <laughs>